First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. The team that I cover and root for versus the team that you root for, Bears-Giants. Giants are three and one, Pony. Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. Giants putting that to the test right now. They do not look like a three and one football team. What Do we know the genesis of Parcells saying that? Did he have a shitty team? that had a decent record and he just wanted to get that quote out there and he just hoped that then people like you and I would remember it like 20 years later. It's such a good quote. But it's really not that it, – it's an obvious statement. It's a, it's it's evident. I know, it's evident. But, if you, but if you were like, you are what your record says you are, John Fox, no one would give a shit. But like, you are what your record says you are, Bill Parcells. Oh, okay, put him in the Hall of Fame. Just makes him sound. Smart. Yeah, it's just not. It's not that profound. It just means more when you have two in. rings. Yeah. yeah. Um. Man, th- this is a situation where I think because there's been so much losing in New York with both football teams, that even though it looks like it's fraudulent, because it's new and there's a coach that you want to believe in, I think that there's probably, um. A, a level of positivity to their start that you wouldn't see and more cynical. I know New York might have a reputation of being a cynical place, but I just think they're so desperate for halfway decent football that they don't care how they got to this point, three and one. Like they know that probably the bottom is going to fall out, but it's like, look, we have a coach who finally seems like he has a kind of a handle on how to win and how to do things. So. It's more than I can say for what's going on here, man. Like, both quarterbacks for the Giants got hurt. The Giants were forced to run the Wildcat for a stretch of plays, and the Bears, yes. Bears couldn't stop them. <laughs> it, in the first half, they literally ran, like, nine fucking bootlegs with Daniel Jones, and it didn't get corrected until halftime. I was like, you can make an adjustment in-game. Like, it's a, it's allowed because they came out in the third quarter and Moose Johnson couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, oh, they're 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 containing the edge and guarding the bootleg way differently to start the third quarter than they did at the beginning of the game. How about do it during the game? And then this goddamn team doesn't trust Justin Fields to do anything. And he hasn't really earned their trust, but they're they're so conservative with their play calls and when they run the ball and when they punt the ball. It's like, can we, can we let Justin Fields sink or swim please? Cause he, he actually looked better this week. And that is the lowest bar ever because he was the worst quarterback in football through three games. But I, I don't understand how you're going to go through. I, I assume this is going to be the plan for the whole year. I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll adjust it, but like, they're not getting a full evaluation of what Justin Fields can do. They're sending the guy out there in handcuffs. I don't think they want to. I mean, I'm away. I, I'm I'm not in the fishbowl like you are, but I just wonder sometimes when a new coach and a new general manager inherit other people's players. I think they show you through their actions how they really feel about the guy, and I think the fact that they've got such a watered down, neutered quarterback who's supposed to be a big play dual threat guy and they're just trying to win games 13 10 goes to show you that they don't think that he's really the answer which is which is disconcerting because you traded a first round pick yeah and and to your point they didn't trade the first round pick but like yeah but he's here 
right and they're pot committed to him. But you also have a coach who I think like these coaches know that it's their back to Parcells. You know, they get hired and fired based on their record. And I just think Eberflus looks at it kind of in a short sighted way. I've got to do whatever I can to win games. And even if that's not in the best long term development or best, uh, you know, best plans for fields, so be it. Because I don't think he's sold on the guy. I mean, he he's not sold on the guy, but I don't know how you could be sold on the guy in either direction. Like, fine, move on from him at the end of the year if you want to. Because yeah, he cut was, him loose now. But but what my point is is like, Trevor Simeon's the backup. You didn't have a first round pick, he so. He's your guy for this year. Yep. You, you may as well do everything you can to find out what you have this year. It makes no – may, maybe once they're out of it in contention, they'll start opening things up in the second half. I know the pass protection is terrible, but, dude, it's it's a tough, tough watch. Um, Cowboys commanders, we buried them at the DAC News – but we had we were on the air when the DAC news got reported as being closer to eight weeks. Now we might play against the Rams, and they keep winning uh, with Cooper Rush. They got Gallup back. Ceedee Lamb looked awesome. I know it's Washington, but like, do we need to firmly say right now that the Cowboys are alive and contenders in the NFC? Well, because what their defense has done, right? So yeah, so I think. Going back to your your overall theme that the NFC is not a very deep conference and there's not a lot of good teams there. If we're ranking units, uh, uh, you know, all 32 units in the NFC, every team's offense and every team's defense, Dallas's defense would probably be one right now after watching Tampa after what? Right. Maybe um, the Eagles offense. Yeah, was, I, I, mean, I mean, I was that was. That was where I was going. That's yeah. the other one. I mean, they're they're yeah. right up there with them. Yeah. So, you know, now you're going to get Gallup back. Their offensive line is still, I think, going to be a major question mark moving forward. But they weathered the storm. They didn't beat particularly good teams. But Cincinnati's won two in a row since they lost to the Cowboys. The Giants are three and one. I I, I have to give them credit. I mean, it, it'll. It, they're going to have really, I think, a litmus test game against the Rams. That's going to be a barometer for whether or not anything that we've seen over the last few weeks is real or not. But at least they got to this point, Danny. Yeah, that, credit I, to them. I feel the same way. Like the the Lawrence and Parsons can just win games. Yep. Right. Just it, it's as simple as that. Those two guys can win games. And so then if you get Dak back and you're in a weak NFC and yeah, Philly looks really good, but beat, beat Philly, you know, obviously it's possible. Um, I think that they, I wouldn't give them as good a chance as anyone right now. Like I wouldn't put them on Philly and Green Bay's level yet, but have Dak come back and have Gallup be what they thought he was and all of a sudden you do have some explosiveness in your passing offense, and if you stay relatively healthy and get some turnover luck, yeah, they they are alive and viable and not just going to be talked about because they're quote-unquote America's team. Like they, they, They've got a lot going for them. All right, AFC West. <laughs> this fucking division. Uh, 
so I'm just so disappointed. Uh, anything that the Raiders do here now can can they can they salvage their season? Well, they got to find a way. They got to find a way to get ahead of the Chargers. Is how I see that, you know, because I don't think you really need to come up with a long-winded, very uh, creative argument to see them finishing ahead of the Broncos. I think that that seems very manageable, even at one and three, that they'll get there. It's getting ahead of L.A. and getting into a spot where you feel like you're in second place and all but assured shot a, a chance of making the playoffs. That's the big test for them, and they've already lost to them. So that's really what it comes down to. You just continue to bank on the fact that the Chargers lose the war of attrition with their injuries, and that as the season goes on, Carr gets more and more comfortable playing with Adams, and today Crosby had two sacks on defense. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they will. They started 0-3. Teams that start 0-3 don't make the playoffs. But, you know, if Herbert's ribs, you know, if he takes one bad hit and he's lost for two months or for the season, Danny, well, then they become, I think, a contender again. But it's going to take, because the Chiefs are in, it's going to take the Chargers, I think, falling apart for them to become a playoff team. Yeah, man. Like the, I still think the Chargers are going to be fine, but the AFC West might have one playoff team, it, which is insane. And I would have loved to have found a prop on that before the season started. That's what I'm saying. It, <laughs> it, it, is, it is in play that the AFC West gets one playoff team based on some of the competency we're seeing elsewhere uh, in the conference, and we knew it was the better conference, but to, to Denver, I at least thought that Denver's defense was good. Josh Jacobs did whatever he wanted to him, and and Carl seems pretty damn comfortable with Devontae Adams. The guy's got a touchdown in every game this year. He yep. had nine catches. He threw it to him 13 times. Like They seem to, the, the yardage has not been there every game, but the, the red zone production ha- has been, so I – I think the Raiders are going to be one of those teams that you're going to see them on the schedule and you're going to be like, this team should be much better than they are because they have star power. And so like when they put together an A game, they'll probably come up and, you know, I think they've got the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, would it be the most shocking thing in the world if they sniped them in, in that spot? Like, I, I think I think that their best game, if they can put it together – is probably a pretty high level of football, but I don't think that their you know I don't their, their pass protection isn't good. But Denver just got run on today, so Denver stinks, and I don't think Vegas is very good. And the Chargers are so injured that I'm just I'm very disappointed with where we are in that division. Do you think after watching the Cardinals go to Carolina and win today that Matt Rule pulls the plug on Mayfield and we see Sam Darnold next week? I mean, he was asked about it post game. He said he doesn't know anything until he watches the film. I would have liked him to just stop at, I don't know anything, <laughs> because that guy is overmatched. Um, I, I guess I would, but if Darnold's worse than Baker, then both of them are going to be out of the NFL. Dude, Baker Mayfield doesn't look like an NFL player. He doesn't look like a top 60 quarterback in football. Yeah, DJ Moore made some comments about him earlier in the week that, you know, he Baker had five can't... passes batted at the line of scrimmage today. 
Yeah, one of them was by J.J. Watt, who apparently almost died earlier in the week. What a weird tweet. Why was he so offended that that information got out there? I'm confused by that whole thing. Well, like, I get that it's, like, private medical information, but who's going to scoop it? Who leaked it? And just, like, to end that tweet with that's it, like, seems to minimize a cardiovascular event. Yeah, not a big deal. They had to shock my heart back into rhythm. (laughs) I read that, and I'm like, wait, whoa, what? Like, I, I felt like that should have had, like, the prayer hands emojis or, like, you know, or, like, blessed or thankful or, like, you know, so, some sort of, like, degree of gratitude. I, at I the mean, end what are the like, odds? That's it. What are the odds that Matt Rule pulls a Bobby Petrino and is somebody's college football head coach before the NFL season is over? I think it's greater than 0%. He'd be given, I mean, I guess college coaches make more money. Like if Mel Tucker can get $95 million to coach Michigan State football when he was 17. Wisconsin, Nebraska. Those are colleges. Yeah, I mean, he he was very successful at Baylor and he conned an NFL owner into giving him a six-year contract when he had proven nothing in the NFL. He has got four years and $32 million left on his deal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But why you take would you that be- in addition to the $80 million that Nebraska is going to give you and <laughs> you can buy an island somewhere? Like, why go recruit? What, why, 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 what, I just, just take your NFL money. What, why? I mean, maybe if someone wants to give you 20 million a year, I guess, but no, I think that, I think he's going to get fired though. And then he will go do it. But I don't, I don't think he's leaving voluntarily with $32 million of NFL guaranteed money left on the table. Do we feel better or worse about the Chargers after today? I I guess if I had to a little better, like, but I'm pretty much the same. I think the Chargers, if healthy, are awesome. And they're not healthy, so they're vulnerable. But Herbert, Herbert's a bad dude, man. Like, that guy is tough as hell. He's got noticeable pain doesn't have his two best offensive linemen doesn't have his receipt his you know security blanket receiver and is just chucking the ball all over the field how many pass attempts did he finish with wasn't it 40 plus he had a bunch I know Eckler had a gigantic bounce back game and 39 yeah. 39 pass attempts 340 well that's yards, because the Texans the Texans are this year's lions they're a team that gets moral victory awards after every game man they're so competitive they never give up they play hard but they always lose and that happened again today with them where they were down three with like 10 minutes left and then the Chargers had a long drive that culminated in a touchdown I don't think there's a great player in one of the four major well I'm not going to throw hockey in there for you I don't know if there's a great player in one of the three major sports that I know less about than Herbert I read Mina Kimes's. Yeah, and and the whole point of it was like this guy has no personality and keeps to himself. That was the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Like at least with Mike Trout, we know that he's like a weird Philly sports fan and wants to go to Eagles games and loves the weather. And like and yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, yeah, we know. I mean, he's not a dynamic personality, but we do know a little bit about him. Herbert's just, you're, like you said, he's just, he makes a throw or two that are on the level of, like, Mahomes and Rodgers every week. He's fucking awesome. And in complete, like, anonymity. Well, and you, you remember that, like, the scouting thing on him was that, like, some teams didn't like him, like, the leadership, because they didn't understand like the quietness or whatever, but then all of his teammates were like, no, we love that dude because he's just all about ball, no drama, works his ass off, and clearly tough as hell. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I I love watching him play football. I don't need to be friends with him or, like, go out drinking with him. I I just love watching him play football. I just – man, I told you this last week. I I respect the hell out of how they built their roster, and I think that if they were in – any fan base or any city that had a real fan base, people would be talking about them as like the coolest I, team they've had. I, I think he's a handsome Andrew Luck without like the genius level IQ away from football. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I, I hope we don't get, I hope it's not one of these things where like we get robbed of ever seeing him have a full cast of characters around him. Like I want to, I want to see him with a healthy team. So, we're saving a last place team for the end here. The Falcons are tech or a first place team. The tech, the Falcons are in first place. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Falcons, Falcons are in first place in the, in the NFC South. Did their coach like shove it back in the media's face there after they won today? Remember how pissed he got after they lost to the saints? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how they won today's football game. Every time I w- watch the game or like checked in on the the game cast, like where like you know you just go to like the the page on NFL.com or ESPN.com that shows like where who has the ball and where they are on the field. Yeah. Every time I looked at that game, Cleveland was inside the five yard line, and they were either like turning it over or field goals. Or- well, they went for it early in the game and they didn't get it. Right. I know they had three trips inside the five in the first half and came away with ten points. Yeah. And like- they. What are you doing? Atlanta Atlanta somehow rushed for a ton of yards and Patterson didn't do anything. He got hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't think Atlanta is really good at all. I think they're Yeah, but we thought they were gonna be like three and fourteen bad this year. I know, I know, I know. But and so but you said it last week, and it was it's a good point. Like when they get Ridley back with Pitts and London, it's a good spot for a top quarterback prospect. What if they don't get a top quarterback prospect? They're fucking it up. Well, that's one of the things that was a theme from our preview shows. Like these teams that look like they're built to tank, Geno Smith, Mariota, and I'll even throw Davis Mills in there. Those guys have not been awful. No. The three quarterbacks who we all assume will be back on their ass after the season have all played way above their heads. And their teams aren't bad. I mean, Houston hasn't won. But the other two guys, their teams are playing well. Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, And Cleveland's got to feel like... They should be 4-0 right now. Exactly. They've had a fourth quarter lead in every game. Yep. They've got to be thinking that, holy shit, we could be in a situation where we'd be getting a top five quarterback back in the NFL into a team that would already be in the playoffs without him. Now, obviously, it's still super early. They can still make the playoffs. And they but, haven't played a good team yet. 
They've no, not played a good I, team. I, I, so they're the Chargers are going to be a, an interesting game for them because we'll finally see if we'll finally see how they look against a team that has playoff talent. Yeah. The Browns can run on anybody, man. Robert Mays said, like, I think that there's not a better player to scheme fit than Chubb to how the Browns run yeah. the football. And it's so true. Like, I feel like he, he'll he'll run for 140 yards on the Chargers. Uh, they, they might get they might get blown out, but I don't think that there's a team that's taking him out of the game. Monday night. Do you, I know it ended in the NFC Championship game, but do you put any stock in the Niners' mastery over the Rams that Shanahan just has McVay's number? No. No. I mean, I think they're both, like, I I think McVay is a great game planner and bad in-game coach, which is weird. Um, But I think, like, when you say it ended in the NFC Championship game, that kind of matters. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like they're going to be like, Oh God, we just can't beat this team in October. We could beat them in January, yeah. but we, we can't beat them in October. So no, but I think, I think it's a great Monday night matchup. I think it's a, I think it's a must see game and we get the Manning cast again, which is awesome. Which why don't they do every game? Because they just, because they make their own schedule. They don't care. Basically. Yeah. They don't want to work like the Monday of Thanksgiving. They probably get invited to like Augusta regularly. Peyton might be a member at Augusta for all we know. Like, you know, they just, they got, they got things to do. They got things, I, I wouldn't work every week if I were them. Well, if the Rams win, I think they get elevated to second or third in the NFC behind the behind the Eagles. If they win, given what happened to green Bay, the overtime situation, and then Tampa getting thumped. But, you know, I could probably say the same thing about the Niners. If they win the game now, they've got two bad losses. They went to Chicago and Denver and lost, but it's an opportunity for them to get their first big, their first real win with Garoppolo back in. Yeah, I mean it's a great game. It's a great. But both of these teams have Super Bowl aspirations. The the Rams probably think, hey man, we until you take it from us, like we're the champs. Lost to Buffalo in a terrible spot to open the season, and. Other than that, they assume that they're fine. So yep. yeah, I think I think it's a great game, and I think both of those teams uh, could make noise. Playoffs come the end, but uh, all right, we went almost an hour here. That's, all right, dude, that's too long. Thanks to great Spencer shit, Lay, our producer. Talk to you on Thursday. Subscribe, rate, review, share this show with your friends. Every game, every team, every episode. First and pod. Peace.